This episode is brought to you by MeTime or hashtag have a moment for yourself. It is a morning routine kit. It's so amazing. I use it every single day. I'm obsessed with the eucalyptus oil. They also have a affirmations deck, a journal, and then a curated Spotify playlist. You can use code Jennifer for 20% off and I will also leave the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Attracting Abundance podcast. My name is Jennifer Larkin. I'm the host. This is season two, episode 15. This is the mark that I wanted to get to for the amount of episodes per season. But then after asking you guys and then just like my own intuition was telling me that I really want to start doing it just like episode, you know, whatever. This might be like 35 out of the total episodes that I've created. And this perfectly aligns with what I want to be talking about today. So the overall theme is about like trusting your own intuition, not asking for other people's advice because you have all the answers within you and also just like going for your dreams. So let's just get right into it because I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to just let you guys know that my, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? My three good things. I feel like I've been, I've been better about this. So the three good things are the first one is that I was in New York City today, which is uh, like kind of a bittersweet thing because obviously I was just there as you guys listened to the last episode and about my TikTok and everything that I was there on Tuesday. Today is Thursday. And so I had to drive like eight hours total to New York City and back this week. So that's just kind of like, you know, one, it's like a lot of my time. Gas is really expensive right now. It's a lot of wear and tear on my car and just like, you know. So anyway, super grateful though. It was really great. I have not seen my agents since before like I went to Germany so probably on and because of COVID like I just wouldn't go in very often so I don't know if I've seen them since like September of like last year like I really don't know like we just email and talk on the phone so that was really really nice because there's been like a shift in my agency like a couple agents left so it was just like getting reacquainted with everyone and settling in and meeting the new agent and everything So it was really good. I just got fresh digitals. Again, I've talked about this before, but I'll get more in depth about this in like probably like a more just about modeling episode about digitals and things. But again, I explained that in the last episode. So did that. It went really well. I had like literally like a two hour conversation with like one of my main agents and then the new agent and then like the owner of the company who is now like one of the direct agents that I'll be dealing with. So that was just like really nice. It was just like refreshing and it just felt like I don't know, good energy because COVID really screwed things up for me and I hadn't really had like a great close relationship with my agents since then. Like I just felt disconnected since I didn't live in New York. So that was great. And because of that, I was in the city and my friend and I were supposed to hang out, but she ended up booking a job last minute. So like great for her, but I had some time that I was like, okay, I was going to be in the city anyways. And I like hadn't eaten yet because I was just like rushed to get out the door. And so I went to this cute little like French cafe called like Les Parisiennes or something like that and it's like in Fida and it was so good and just like such a vibe I love like just European style little cafes like I just love Europe for stuff like that like little coffee shops and stuff just like kind of holes in the walls that are just you know the whole you get the vibe if you've been to Europe like tiles colors like all the things amazing pastries and stuff so that was really nice and then I'm loving how sunny it is out today like it's finally getting I think more consistently warm on the east coast which is very very exciting I would say 
I don't know. I'm kind of a mix between like spring, summer, and fall or like, but fall up until like legitimately my birthday is like maybe the 15th of September max is like the weather that I like. But I love like the transitional weather. I don't love like heat of the summer, like August summer, but I do love like warmer weather and just like tons of sun, you know? So it's been very nice today. And then today is Cinco de Mayo. Obviously not when you're listening to this, but today when I'm recording it, it is. And I haven't seen my dad since before I went to Germany. We got dinner like right before. So, and he's ironically going to Europe for three weeks with his wife, like on his birthday, which is in a couple of days. And so we're going to like a Mexican restaurant for, um, it's just so happens to be Cinco de Mayo. Like we just, this is the only day that we could do it. So it's like, and also his wife is Mexican. So it's like, okay, cool. Just like, I know that like actually Cinco de Mayo is not like celebrated by Mexicans because it's not like Mexican Independence Day, Mexico Independence Day, like most people think. So anyways, regardless, I'm excited to see him and her and like my boyfriend's coming. So that'll be nice. And I just like, this one restaurant that we go to near us is like so freaking good. Like they actually have a good vegan taco and they have like really good margaritas. It's also very close to my house, which is nice because I usually go to where my dad lives. So I'm like, okay, you come to me because I've been in New York all day and I'm just like gonna get dressed up, it'll be fun. So yeah, I don't have a ton of time and I just thought like, because I've been driving to New York, I have like all of these thoughts because I'm driving for like two hours. And then what I do is I usually just listen to other podcasts because it makes the time go faster. So because like I'm a manifesting generator, like I'm hon- I'm really like nailing that into you guys' brain because I say it like every episode, but I constantly have ideas and like episode ideas as I'm driving. So I always like do like a voice memos or just like talk to text in my notes app where I, you know, save the podcast episodes. Like I was telling you guys, I use my notes app a lot. So today's episode, like I said, is going to be about the idea of not asking for advice, which subconsciously is kind of asking for permission. So let's just get right into it. So the first concept that I has been coming up for me because it's something that I've really been trying to not do the last couple of years. And I think this is more commonly like associated with females because society just kind of It's just like the societal expectation on us, I think, at least in my experience and many other women that I know, is almost like there's these tiny little things that we do of like, like I had said before, saying like, you know, or like, does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? And like asking for reinforcements, basically, or like asking, because basically by saying like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? You're basically asking for permission from the other person of like, you know what you're talking about or like, you make sense, you know? And it's like, you make sense. Like, of course you make sense. Like you're being very, you're being clear. Like, and if they don't think it makes sense and there's like things they, you know, are confused about, they'll ask you. But I think it's just, it's a habit that's been created and so normalized to say. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I listen to a lot of podcasts where people like write in and they ask for advice about things. So, and I think, and I find them incredibly, like, interesting, and I like hearing people's perspectives and how, like, the, you know, the host answers, and it's, it's cool to, like, if people do ask things that I'm also thinking, it's nice to hear, but I think it, like, made me think that as women, and this is not just, like, exclusively women, I just, like, as I always say, like, I can only speak from my experience because I am a woman, that so many people that I know ask for advice about things and I think at the end of the day 
when you ask for advice, you're really just asking for like permission to do what your gut really is telling you to do or like your intuition, whatever word or like, yeah, whatever word you want to use. I just like the word intuition, but I think it definitely has been a little bit overused. So I feel like just like that gut feeling, that gut knowing that this is like what you should be doing. For example, like if you are asking, like just a, an example that was on the podcast I was listening to was like, oh, you know, like this friend that I have, I was like telling her that I like this guy and I, and I wanted to hook up with him tonight. And then she was flirting with him and I was kind of uncomfortable. So I told her like, can you not do that? I really want to like sleep with him tonight. And she was like, yeah, no, no worries, no worries. And then she ended up sleeping with him and like getting together with him. And she was like, I don't know what to do. Like, should I be friends with her still? Because like, I don't feel like our morals align. And like, I just like, I think if I were to stay her friend, it would just like be a disservice to myself. Like she, she knew in her gut that it was like the right decision, but she was still like asking someone for the advice, which like, I do this too. Sometimes this is more just like to empower you guys. Like there's just, there's no shame. Like this is coming from like a total loving, like heart centered place. But when I was listening, I was like, you know, the answer, like if you're asking the question, you know, the answer. And like, I do this, I do this guys. Like, again, I'm like, I'm also talking to myself. I just thought like, if anyone hears this and is like a light bulb goes off, like that's my, that's the job. Like it's, you know, that's what I want to do. So that was kind of like the overall theme of that. And then another part of it was like telling people what you're going to be doing or like what you're working on to almost like And sometimes this can be, like, intentional or sometimes this can be, like, subconsciously. But basically, like, by saying to someone, like, I'm working on this project or, like, I want to make this happen, you're almost kind of, like, asking for permission of, like, hey, what do you think of this? But, like, you're not really saying what you think of this. And then they might say something that, like, may not align with, like, the reaction you want them to give you. So then it might like completely turn you off to doing whatever you're doing or if like, you know, maybe they're just like not on the same page as you and they're kind of in like a, okay, like prove me, prove like me wrong or whatever sort of mentality. This is like very niche and specific, but like I know as like a manifesting generator who has tons of ideas and has had like really dealt with like shiny object syndrome in my life. When I, I got to a place and I, someone else said this and I heard this somewhere in like, you know, the last couple of years of me listening to podcasts, like I do not remember who said this, but I feel like I've heard it more than once of like, just don't really tell people what you're working on. Just show them when it's done, like an idea. And like, this is more going with like, I think the route of like, if you're a business owner or something and you like have all these ideas and you keep telling people like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this. But then I'm going to do this and this and this. And I am definitely like a victim of this. Like I've done this many, many times, especially the last two years when I was like trying to figure it out because you almost become like a broken record to the people around you where it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, don't tell me what you're doing until you just do it because like you're almost like the boy who cried wolf, you know? But I think it's almost like there's there, there's like that side, which is like obviously like that's not really your problem because that's like the way that the other person reacts but it's just like something I was thinking about because it just like was evoked by the other podcasts I was listening to but also it's like the other side of an example that happened in my life which it was all meant to be like it was not meant to happen at the time like I'm actually really glad that I didn't do it 
But when I was in high school, I had this like idea that I wanted to start a clothing company or like a boutique at the time. So I was like 17 or 18 and I had said it to my friend and I was like, I really, really want to do this. Like, what do you think? And she was like, I really don't think you should do it right now. I think you should just like be a high school student and like focus on that and like whatever. And it like crushed me because I was like, that's not the response that I wanted to hear. And of course, like, I mean, in hindsight, she was correct. And like, it was just not the time for me to start the boutique. And I ended up starting the boutique like many years later. But it's like, I think when you are actually ready and you know in your gut you're ready, but then somebody says like, uh, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if that would really hit. I don't know if people would really get it or like, I don't really get it and all this stuff. Like, I think it just deters you from being, it like, really, I think the point that like where I had heard it from is it like makes you, it dulls your excitement sometimes depending on how, so, how someone reacts. So if they react in like the tiniest way where like maybe they make a facial expression or something, you might be like, oh God, like, okay, well, what's wrong with my idea? Like, should I not do it? And then like doubt seeps in. And really like the whole point of this entire episode is that like you have all the answers within you. Like if you're meant to do something, you have to do it. Like if you know deep down that it's meant to happen, just go for it. Because in life, there will be many people and some of these people might be the closest people to you in your life, whether it's your parents, your siblings, your best friends, your mentors, whatever, they might not believe in that idea. Or you might be like really trying to break the norms, which like I talk about a lot because I've done that a lot in my life, is that a lot of people are going to be naysayers. They're going to say like, I don't think that's possible. Or, you know, I don't see the vision when like maybe you're trying to create something from like total scratch, like no one else has done something. But it's like, that's how things start, you know? They start from nothing. They start from like not following trends and like starting your own trends. And like, I, (laughs) it's kind of funny because I have always kind of been like, not like anti the Kardashians, but just like not really into them. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay, like I get it. Like they're, you're, you know, they're very like business oriented in that way. And I was like, I respect them for that, but I was never really like super fascinated in them. Only as of recently, I don't know what it is. I'm like very into Kim Kardashian in just the way of like, I really respect her as a businesswoman. And, you know, I started watching the Kardashian show and it was, I don't know, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying like watching her businesses grow and like all of this stuff. And the reason why I bring this up is because they talk in it about how in the start of her career, like nobody believed in her. And there was a part in it where her makeup artist Mario was talking about how like 12 years ago, like his agents told him not to work with Kim Kardashian because it would ruin his career. And like, she couldn't even get like an interview. And then she, then she fucking hosted SNL and like, you know, this freaking makeup artist like believed in her and was with her for the whole time. And I think that's like the only tangible example I have of this. That's like a very recent thing that happened, but there's like so many other scenarios that you could say about this, but it's just like, if you are a trendsetter, there is going to be like nobody to, you know, hold your hand and tell you like, yeah, this is the right or wrong thing to do because it's never been done. And I think a lot, especially with like the new generations, like Gen Z, it's like, there is so much to still do, even though there is a lot of noise out there with like business owners and all this stuff, like there's always new things to be found, you know, like there's going to be so much more to, you know, invent and come up with and pave ways for certain things. 
and you if that's what you want to do you need to just do it and I think you need to get to a place which obviously this takes tons of time and just like experience but like getting to a place where you just trust yourself and trust the voice in your head the feeling in your gut and your heart and just I think this is like the perfect segue into the next part of it is that I had this whole note thing about the idea of if you cannot stop thinking about something, you need to take action. And I don't mean like, or no, let me say that differently. Like I have kind of two different parts of me of like, and I mean, this happens for everyone, especially someone that has like tons and tons of ideas. Like sometimes I'll just have like this idea in the moment. I'm like, oh my God, this is such an amazing idea. And then, like, the next day, I'm like, uh, you know what? That's not really a great idea. Like, scratch that. But then, other times, I have an idea, and it's like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, it's like, I lose sleep over it. I'm talking about it with everybody. Like, it's all I can really, not all I can think about, but it's like, I'm, I can't not think about it, you know what I mean? And that's a, that's a scenario where it's like, I need to take action on that. And a tangible example that I wanted to give about this kind of idea for maybe anyone that's going through this is because they were talking about this on another podcast episode and I was like I can totally give advice on this and I want to talk about on mine is the idea of making a very drastic move so whether you you know you're in your hometown and you've lived there for a long time maybe you're like post-grad whatever it is and you're just kind of like you feel in your heart and your gut that you're just like, I want to move like to the other side of the country or another country or whatever it is. And maybe it's like you are literally leaving like everybody you know in your life, you know, and you just, there's just some part of you where you're like, okay, well, like I have my family. I love my family. I do have some friends. And, but I just know that I want to like live in California, but I live on the East Coast or I want to live in New York and I live on the West Coast. And I think it's so much easier said than done about making a move. But at the end of the day, it's like really not. Like, I think, um, I forget where I talked. I think I made like a big TikTok about this. That's why it feels like so fresh in my mind. But it's like, you, the only thing that's getting in your way is just like all of the negative thoughts. So like the what ifs or like, what will people think or like what if it goes wrong and like all of those negative things that could happen but I feel like when you get like I'm saying when you are at that point where you're like I cannot stop thinking about this you almost just have to like switch something in your brain of like I'm just going for it and don't let anything get in your way but then there is a caveat of that of like if there is a lot of stuff getting in your way meaning like maybe you're driving and you get like a speeding ticket or you get in a car accident, or, you know, you lose your license, or, like, you don't get approved for an apartment, like, all of these things that are just, like, what is happening to me, everything is going wrong, sometimes that is the universe being, like, you're not doing the right thing, but I think that's, like, only you can tell yourself, is that a sign, or is that just, like, life happening to me right now, because, almost always when that stuff happens to me, I'm like, I need to slow the fuck down and reassess what I'm doing. Because they're almost never that stuff happens like all in a row. You know what I mean? So yeah, going into that, I feel like I feel qualified to talk about this because I've done a lot of drastic moves in my life and uprooted a lot of things. And there's two kind of parts I want to talk about this of like, 
the idea of like what is the worst that could happen so I guess I'll just start there of like truly what is the worst case scenario of you doing this big move or really apply this to anything and I think I'm going to talked about this before but the idea of like journaling out to your dreams and then your fears so like what it what is like the top 10 dreams of your life. And this can be over the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years, or the next month. Like whatever timeline doesn't freak you out to like write about. Because sometimes when we have like these really large gaps of goals, it can like be sort of crippling. So like making it super just like granular and just like smaller timeframes can be helpful. Um, But then also writing out your fears. So like based on those 10 top goals, What are your top 10 fears that might happen? Like worst case scenario, if you went for that dream. And I guess an example like I could give that could be really like relatable for this conversation, which happened to me. So we'll get into that is like, okay, I'm from Pennsylvania from the East Coast. I want to move to West, the West Coast in California. What's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is that my career just flops and I spend a lot of money and then I move home. And that exact thing happened to me. And the reason why I'm saying this is not to scare you. It's that for me, like, okay, so the next step for you to do that is like top 10 goals, top 10 fears. And then what is, how would you deal with your worst case scenario fear coming true? And then it just puts on a, on this piece of paper or, you know, a couple pieces of paper like, well, okay, if I had to deal with that problem, that's really not that big of a deal. So, like, I can handle that. And I think just having it so tangible in front of you just, like, takes away the fear. You know, it almost makes it just, like, not a fear anymore because you're like, I can totally tackle that. So, for me, when that worst case scenario thing happened... One, looking back, it was not worst case scenario because I lived in California for five months where it was gorgeous, super warm. I went to the beach every day. I had an amazing apartment. I met people. I went to some really fun parties. Was I struggling inside? Yeah, but some of those memories I look back on, I'm like, oh my God, that was so much fun. Like, I probably will never do that again. I also have no desire to do that now in my late 20s. And I'll never get that time back. But the worst case scenario happened where like I move there. And if this is your first time listening, like go back and listen to some other episodes. But like I moved there because I was modeling and then I was I was suffering from an eating disorder at the time. I was incredibly anxious and depressed. And I just moved there because that's what I was planning to do. I had all this pressure on me, whatever. And obviously like, I mean, I wanted my dreams to come true with that. But so I got there and I had put on like maybe 20 pounds because I was like I went from like anorexic to like binge eating disorder so I gained like 20 pounds like over the weight that I started so like I clearly was physically like way like puffier and and, like just lost all the tone on my body so my agents were like what the fuck happened like you need to lose 10 pounds like immediately again prefacing not their fault it was a product of the industry at the time this was like 11 years ago um or I guess seven years ago so Anyways, I like obviously freak out and like my body did the opposite. I just started binging more. So I was just depressed. I was like sleeping all day, staying up all night watching TV. And there was this whole cyclical cycle. And I just decided, you know, okay, I'm not working. 
And, you know, yeah, I spent a ton of money to move across the country, get this apartment. I'm in a lease. I have this roommate who's like a newer friend. I have this roommate. I'm in this lease. But I didn't like I, I just I dealt with it. It was one of those things where I was like, I turned a switch on and I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, I don't care who I hurt in the process. I need to get out of here immediately booked at the time I had my car and my parents like drove across country to California. And then there's services where you can like hire someone to ship your car across the country on like, you know, one of those big, I don't even know what you would call it. But when you see all those cars like stacked on top of each other on like a truck, that's what I did. Booked that, booked my flight, broke my lease, you know, fucking just left my apartment full of all my furniture, got charged fees for that. Like stuffed my car with all the rest of my stuff and it shipped across the country, got home, figured it out. That was the worst case scenario and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I just think like, that's the point. Like, I really want you to do that exercise and I really like, that is your homework if this is something you're struggling with because the worst case scenario is never the worst case scenario. Like, you will be fine. You will learn so much from it. It will open new doors. It will give you a new perspective on life. Something will come out of it that is good. I promise you. Like, if that situation didn't happen to me, I would be such a different person. I know it. Like, I so know that. And then the next part of this is like the idea of time. And I want to preface that, like, I am going to make a little bit of a generalization, which I don't like generalizations, if you know me. Like, I really kind of always say that. But I feel like, traditionally, but this is very much changing, that when you are younger, you have more time. In terms of, like, you just don't have a job, you know, your parents are still paying for things. Like, if you're privileged enough to have that situation, you might, you know, be able to take vacations with your family. Like you have more free time to hang out with your friends because you're only in school for like so long. And you like, you just don't have all these like responsibilities as, as adults, like paying taxes and, you know, paying your bills and all these things that you have to deal with, car insurance and, you know, all of these certain things. So I think for myself, even though my life is definitely a lot different than most and I do have a lot of free time, I have not had nearly as much free time as I did in high school. So I think like, and I mean, even college, like I don't know how young you guys are listening to this, but even in college, like life in hindsight in comparison to right now was a joke. Like college was challenging. Like I challenged myself 100%. I was incredibly busy in college, nothing like adulthood. And that's even coming from someone who has like such a non-traditional career path. So. Again, it's a generalization, but not always the case. The reason I'm saying this is because if you're like 21, usually you're 21 when you get out of college, and you're like, I want to make this move now. You're only 21. I am almost 27. Like what I was like when I was 21 is nothing like I was now. You will never get that like six years back. You need to just do it. If this like I'm not pushing you but again if you're getting that like all-knowing thing inside of you where you're like I you lose sleep over it you can't stop thinking about it just go worst case scenario happens you move home like I just said not that big of a deal 
No one is going to judge you. Nobody cares about your life as much as they care about their own life. I promise you. My biggest fear was like, oh God, people are going to see I, I didn't make it in the modeling world and they're going to judge me. And that is the actual opposite that happened. So many people were like, thank God, like you look like a mess. Like you look so much healthier now that you're like doing life for yourself. And like I'd reconnected with friends. Like that is just, that is what happens. And the people that say shit, like, fuck them. Like, you don't want them in their, in your life, I promise you. The people who are there and love you and support you will be there for you no matter what. 100%. I promise you that. So, the thing with that is that, back to, like, the time thing, is, like, sure, okay, maybe when you're older and you have more money, like, yeah, you might have more accessibility to, like, doing things. But it's really just fancier things. You might have more money, you know? But you might have a kid, you might be in a relationship, you might like have lost touch with some friends that you hung out with. Like, I just think if you can when you're younger, make those decisions because you don't want to look back on your life and be in regret of like, oh, I wish I just tried it out and did it. And what if you meet like the love of your life when you move or like your best friends there? Like you just don't know what could happen. And I think it's just so freaking important. But I will say like on the other end is that when I was getting out of college I I'm like older for my grade so I think I was like 22 when I graduated and that summer my school did this like really awesome thing where I could like walk with my class but then take like my last I think I did six credits abroad in the summer instead of taking like a summer session at my college which would have been trash and like way longer and more expensive like for the actual class like the trip abroad was more expensive just because like food and travel and everything So I was like, I'm absolutely studying abroad. So the summer after college, I went abroad for two months to London. And then I spent 14 days in Costa Rica and Panama. And I went with my brother and like another group of like 18 people. One of the best summers of my entire life. I think that was 2018. One of the best summers of my life because I was just so free. Like I, I had nothing to worry about back home, like besides my boyfriend and like my parents, whatever. But it was mostly just like my boyfriend back home and I didn't have to worry about if my business was running, if my emails were getting answered or my DMs were getting answered. Like my phone was off. Like I was like, I'm just living my life. And in this moment, I thought to myself, I will never have this experience ever again. So I'm going to enjoy it to the fullest. I will never have this much time. I will never have this much freedom, which is true because I'm going to kind of go on both sides of like what my life has turned into There is the side of like, when I do go on vacation, I am not just 100% solely on vacation. Like I almost always have to be like sort of checking emails here and there, making sure that my social media posts are posting because I don't have a virtual assistant right now. You know, making sure that I'm not missing urgent emails from my agents. Like if I have bills, I need to make sure they're paid. Like all of that stuff that just like is inevitable. And like, you just don't usually have as a kid, which a kid is still like high school into college. Again, prefacing as always, this is still a privileged conversation. And I think if you're listening to this, you do have a level of privilege. And I will just always reiterate that because I don't want to come across as like this ignorant person because I know not everyone's life looks like this. Um, But the point, the other point I was making is that back in 2018, I thought I will never have this experience again, which ended up not being true because because of my job, I've been able to, and because I'm, I'm technically a freelancer still. 
So I make my schedule. There is still like kind of like where you're in corporate and you have like unlimited PTO, but like it's, you know, frowned upon to use it all. That's kind of how it is with modeling. It's like you could take off whenever you want, but like you really shouldn't because like if you have momentum and clients are asking for you and you're constantly being like on vacation, they're going to be like, why would I work with this model? This is annoying. But with that being said, like you really can take off as much as you want, like, you know, within your discretion and on not being like an annoying person. So I've taken a lot of amazing vacations, whether it's like an extended weekend or just like for one week, for Christmas, whatever it might be. And then I also have been able to like make good money when I'm an adult and have like nicer vacations. But again, prefacing with the thing I just said of like those vacations weren't completely like just throw my phone in the room and not look at it. Like I had to deal with like things back home. But then on the other side, again, this is like still with the preface of like always was having to check my phone a little bit. But in terms of like the summer of 2018 thinking like, I will never have this ever again. Like I was, I just had the opportunity and privilege to go abroad for two months as a 26 year old because of my modeling career. So like I created this for myself that I was able to do this and able to go to Germany for a month and then the UK for a month. And I never ever thought that I would be able to go abroad for that long of a period of time ever again in my life. So it's like, you just also never know what will happen. But I don't want like you thinking, oh, I'll get to it when I have money. And you know, I have my own career and everything's figured out because that might not happen. I think it's it's sort of a complicated conversation because it's again, it's a generalization. It could happen, it couldn't happen, whatever. But I just like, I wanna empower you to just like do what feels right to you in that moment. You know what I mean? And also like for me, it's like I have such an amazing support system that has helped me be able to go abroad and like literally keep the boat floating right now. So the house isn't on fire because I'm still definitely like in the trenches a little bit with like COVID and how much it affected like my finances. But like, you know, we're coming out of it. We're coming out. The money's flowing in. And, you know, uh, just a side note for people that don't know the way that modeling works is like technically in our contracts we work on like a net like 30 max net 90 to get paid but some clients go over that but it's like out of contract but if it's like a huge brand there's not really much you know an agency can do some people literally go bankrupt and like are unable to pay their models or just ghost for you know clients and they just can't or ghost agencies and then models don't get their money but anyways right now because i've been just like wiped out because of covid i've worked two jobs in the last like three weeks but i won't see that money for probably like another month so it's like i'm kind of just playing catch up right now and then once i catch up it's just like more jobs will come in and then i'll actually like be making money but that's just like kind of how it works so like being able to have the support system has been like everything for me because if i didn't have that like i would be like homeless right now like truly so like again this is a this is definitely a leveled a level of a privileged conversation um but yeah i think that was really kind of like everything that i wanted to talk about was more just like trust your intuition i promise you of all the answers like if you're asking the question it kind of goes back to like a couple episodes i said of like when you are deciding something like a very very frivolous example of like what outfit you want to wear and you put it on and you're like you have this like slight knowing of like, "Mm, I kind of like the dress better, but you ask someone else and you're like, what do you like? And then they say like the pantsuit or whatever. And you're like, oh shit, I kind of wanted to wear the dress though. It's like, you knew the answer, just wear the dress. Like that is like the smallest 
example that I can give you, but it could get so much larger. Like, and that's what I said, like a never, I'm not better than any of you. Like this is always a learning process. I'm constantly learning. Like I'm literally like a student of life always, but I have gotten to a point and I'm so, 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 so grateful that I've gotten to this place that's literally 26 years old of like, I very, very rarely ask for advice now because I'm like, I know what I want. And knowing what you want is so underrated because you just can trust yourself. You can trust that you have the answers. You can trust that you know. So I'll leave you with that. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm excited to get past my goal of 15 episodes. Like this is so exciting. I'm so glad. Shout out to Michelle. She inspired me to restart my podcast and it's been honestly like the most therapeutic thing for me. So I'm very happy about that. And this was perfect timing because I have to go get ready for dinner. So thank you guys so much again. I love you. I am going to really, really make a point to start like posting on my stories to, you know, have you guys writing questions and stuff. Because even if I like do a life update and do a little, you know, thing about something I want to talk about and then get into your questions, I think that could be like a nice format for the podcast. So as always, leave us a review if you'd like to. I would love that so much. You can do it on Spotify. You can just press all the stars. Five stars would be awesome if you're feeling it. And then also you can leave like a full review on Apple Podcasts, as I'm sure you know. And if you want to follow us, you can follow us at, at Attracting Abundance Podcast on Instagram and A Abundance Podcast on TikTok. We're working on getting more content up there. Um, and then also my personal account at the Jennifer Lynn Larkin and the rest I'm sure you guys remember from last time. So thank you guys so much again. Love you. See you next time. Get up.